Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jake Walker, and you're listening to Living for the Day, a podcast that's all about the day of Jesus' return. And this podcast is all about encouraging and equipping people to live in light of that day. I'm really excited for this episode. Isaiah 26, verse 8 says, Your name and renown are the desire of our hearts. I'm so excited for this episode because we're talking about something that I believe is just so critical, so important to living for the day of Jesus' return. It's desire for God. It's hunger for God. It's a passion for Him. And so we're going to take a look at what that is and how we can grow it in our lives and why that matters for the day of Jesus' return. Thanks so much for being with me. Let's jump right into the episode. thanks again for being with me today. Some of you will know, some of you won't, but I am having a son so soon. I'm recording this on November 27th, 2022, and uh, my wife Noelle and I are expecting a baby boy in January, and so we are just over the moon and thrilled Noelle's in the third trimester now, and when she hit that third trimester, I just shot up so many levels of excitement. I just cannot wait to have a baby boy and just be his father, and oh my gosh, I can't wait. And one of the things that I am going to be praying for him and longing for him to have and to know is what we're talking about today a desire for God, a hunger for God, a longing for Him. Why am I going to be praying that? Well, it's kind of a tradition in my family, I think. My mom always would tell me, pray for the heart, Jake. Pray for the heart. Pray for people's desire to love God. And I think that was so wise, so discerning, because you know, we're ultimately going to pursue what our hearts desire the most. And so what a beautiful, powerful prayer to pray for yourself and to pray for other people that you love and care about, that they would desire more than anything, God. And so I'm praying for my son. Oh God, oh God, please give him such a passionate, fiery, desire for you, God. What we're going to do in this episode, I'll share like a few snapshots um, from a couple people's lives about hunger for, for God, as well as just give some thoughts about what hunger for God is, some statements about it, as as well as how can we develop it. And, um, you know, I'm really thankful. I remember a moment in my life, I think I've shared it on this podcast before, but a moment my my parents would take me to church and there was like a distinct moment when I remember my eyes were opened. Um, my ears were open. My heart was opened when we were worshiping. My dad, I bet, was leading worship. And I remember even where I was, 
when all of a sudden something clicked in my heart and I, we were singing these songs about Jesus and I realized, oh my gosh, we're singing truth. Like we're singing about a real person. We're singing to a real person. And these things that we're singing about, about his glory and his majesty and how good he is, how worthy he is and, and how much he loves us. It's true. It's true. It's true. And that was a moment where, where a desire for God um, increased in my life. I'm so thankful, you know, probably due to, well, just God's grace and, and, and the prayers of others and prayers of my parents. Desire for God kept growing in me. And at one point, I <laughs> I think with permission of my parents, I, I wrote with Sharpie just Bible verses all over my room. So I was old enough to have my own room at this time, but I wrote Bible verses all over my room. And there was something in me. There's just this desire for God. There's this desire for his word. And as I was surrounded by his word in my room, that was just something that would always remind me of his truth and his beauty and his goodness and his glory. And I think that was an act of desire for God, but it also increased my desire for God. I think of um, my friend Jimmy Chacon, who I had on this podcast when uh, and he shared on evangelism. Um, several episodes ago. I love him so much. He's a dear friend of mine, and he was a former student in the youth ministry I helped lead. And I remember when another mentor of mine named Johnny Bennett, who's a missionary, came and spoke at our youth group. And I remember that he prayed for Jimmy. Johnny prayed for Jimmy, and Johnny um, prayed for a hunger for God to break out in Jimmy's life. (laughs) And for anyone who knows Jimmy, you know that that prayer was answered because Jimmy is one of the most hungry for God people um, I know. And uh, and God said yes to that. And so, hey, there's something right there. We can ask God for hunger, for desire for him, for love for him. Um, what am I talking about when I say hunger for God? I'm just talking about desire to know him, to love him, to have more of him. Uh, that he would get the glory, that other people would love him and and worship him, that he would get the glory and the worship that he's due, that and also that that other people would hunger for him. I think a part of hungering for God is is hungering that other people would hunger for him. And uh, you know, this is a biblical idea. I think of you know before I get to kind of what this is and more. You know, let's just go to some scripture. I mean. The Psalms, woo, Psalm 84, how lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Woo, you know, it says, it says, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They're ever praising you. Whoa, Psalm 84 that's some passionate language. How about Psalm 63? You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Come on. Goes on later. I'll be fully satisfied with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. All these things. Psalm 63 is so powerful. Of course, Psalm 42, right? As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you. My God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? 
Whoo! How about Matthew 5, 6, you know, right? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And here's the promise, for they will be filled. Psalm 27, right? One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, to seek him in his temple. Whoa! That's powerful. I love Psalm 119, 97 through 104. I won't say it all, but part of it says, oh, how sweet your words taste to me. They're sweeter than honey, right? Just so many passages we could go through. Romans 12, 11, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor um, serving the Lord. I love that one. Um, I loved this verse that I found today. I hadn't heard it before. Your name and renown are the desire of our hearts. I think of Philippians 3, of course, right? When it's just like, you know, I once thought these other things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I've discarded everything else. It goes on, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing his death, so that one way or another I'll experience the resurrection um, from the dead. Psalm sixteen eleven. right? Show me the, in your, in your house there's fullness of joy, right? Pleasures evermore. Come on. Psalm 69, 9, zeal or passion for your house consume me. So there's this, there's this clear, you know, um, you know, confirmation, this clear direction from scripture that, that we're to long for God, that we're to love him. Ultimately, we're to worship, right? Him, just ascribe to him the worth, uh, you know, that he's due and that, that is due him because he's the ultimate worthy one. And not just because, you know, you know, it's written in, you know, (laughs) some religious textbook that, you know, some people said was important. No guys, it's because God it's, it is who he is and he is true. And, and yes, it is written in his word, but it's not just because it's some rule book, you know, but it's because, he is who he says he is, and he's beautiful, and he's glorious beyond description, and he's the Savior, and he's, there's endless treasures in him. That's one, oh yeah, I'm so glad I thought of this, Colossians and, and Ephesians. You know, Ephesians, Paul's writing, and he says, you know, um, by God's grace and mighty power, I've been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Though I'm the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. The endless treasures available. There are endless treasures available in God. And in Colossians, he writes a similar thing. He says, my goal is that they might be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one will deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. Oh, like what, what, what does Paul say in Romans 9? Oh, the riches and the heights and the depths of the glory of God. <laughs> you know, it's the doxology at the end there. I think it's in actually, um, maybe Romans 12, sorry. But it's just, God is so worthy. He's so beautiful. He's so amazing. He's so desirable, right? And, and we want to train our hearts to desire what is truly desirable and what's truly going to satisfy our souls, which is God. Okay, so it, this is a scriptural idea. There are countless more scriptures that we could go to, but what are some ideas 
about hunger for God, desire for God, and and why do they matter for living for the day? Well, just plain and simple. Hunger for God, desire for God strengthens us and sustains us through the challenges we're going to face. You know, Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him. Come on. Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him. There are going to be some crosses that we have to take up as followers of Christ to follow Jesus. What's going to sustain us? Joy. (laughs) Desire for God. Desire for what's coming. Desire for that day when we're going to see him face to face. You know, hunger for God makes us grow in God. And as we grow in God, we desire him more. It's this beautiful cycle. Come on. I'm going to say that again. Hunger and desire for God makes us grow in him. And as we grow in him, we desire him more. It's so powerful and it's so important for our our lives of faith. You know, I love that in that Colossians verse, you know, it says, I pray this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. You know, desire for God helps you see clearly. It's like when you're desiring God and you're growing in your desire for God, you're seeing clearly because you're seeing that God is the most most desirable thing. And sin is so undesirable when Christ is is so desirable because you see the detriment of sin. Desire for God is such a weapon against sin. You know, I'm thinking about my son still as I opened up this episode. And I just I was as I was preparing for this episode, I was just like, what would I want to say? What will I say <laughs> to my son? You know, when when I can explain things to him, you know? I would say to him, my son, hunger for God, desire for God will change the course of your life. Desire for God will change the course of your life. Because when you desire him, you're going to pursue him. When you desire him, you're going to obey him. And you're going to choose to not go the way of the wicked. You know, I'm just, I, I just love Psalm 1 so much. I'm going to talk to my son about Psalm 1 all the time, right? Blessed is the one who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but whose delight, whose delight, woohoo, whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water that produces its fruit in its season, whose leaf also does not wither, and whatever they do prospers, not so the ungodly. They're like chaff that the wind blows away. Did you know? I just learned this. This is super cool. But that word meditate is the Hebrew word hagah. You know, I don't know if I'm saying it right, so forgive me. But hagah, I kind of like it. It kind of sounds like haya, hagah. Well, in Psalm 2, verse 1, it's it talks about the nations plotting, right? And, you know, it's this kind of the nations are in rebellion against God. That word plot is also Hagah. So Psalm 1 and 2 that are setting up the whole Psalter, the whole book of Psalms, really are are showing two ways to live your life. The way of the righteous, the way of the wicked. The way of meditating, Hagahing, on God's law and on God, or meditating and loving rebellion. You got two options. And then we can see in the Psalms the results of those lives. One is you become like a tree, planted by rivers of water that produces fruit in season, whose leaf also doesn't know whether, whatever they do prosper. Or you can be like chaff. You can be like the way of the wicked that shall perish, right? Wow, I would talk to my son about that. And desire for God 
is going to help you walk on that path of meditating on God's law instead of meditating on rebellion. Desire for God will change the course of your life. You know, maybe someone's listening to this right now and you're like, you know, this is just not for me. Like, I just, you know, I'm going to try to follow God. I'm going to try to be a, a Christian. But desire for God, this is just not me. And I just want to, I just, I just want to say that I, I love you. I respect you. And I want to challenge that idea. I want to challenge that idea. I believe that God wants to give you a desire for him, like a, like a, a passionate love for him, uh, an energy when you think of God. And, you know, I, when it comes to stepping into the plans and the purposes of God for our lives, you know, I believe that every single disciple has to come to a place of rejecting lies that say, that's not for me. That's not for me. You know, oh, you know, that person is stepping out in faith. I could never do that. Every disciple has to kick that lie in the face. Every, every single disciple has to say, I reject that. No, I believe that God has, you know, passion for God for me. No, I believe that God has for me to step out in faith. I believe that God has for me to reach people in my life for Christ. No, I believe that God has for me an obedient life. I believe that God has for me freedom, you know, from sin. Um, Not perfectly, of course, but freedom. No, I believe uh, that God is going to fulfill the purposes of of um, that he has over my life. I just want to encourage you, where are you believing the lie that, you know what, this thing, this whatever is not for me. I just can never do that. I want to encourage you to challenge that. Bring it back to God's word. What does God's word say? And then tie your life to the mast of God's word and sail on, brother or sister. Come on, tie your life to the mast of God's word and keep going. You know, I would I would say to my son, you know, when you desire God, you're aligning your desires with what you actually need. Like you're making yourself hunger for what you act, your soul actually needs to to be sustained. So so why wouldn't you do that, right? We 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 need food. <laughs> we need water, right? Well, what if your senses were telling you you needed you know, terrible, you know, something else and just Diet Coke instead of water or something that's not good for you, you know, and that's a good point too right there. It's like, you know, we can get ourselves full on junk food in the spirit or we could get ourselves full on sin and we'll feel a temporary satisfaction, but we're really sick and we're making ourselves more sick. But when we learn to desire God, it's like we're desiring what's truly nourishing and fulfilling and satisfying. And let's go all the way and say saving. God is saving. So I would say to my son, and I will say to my son, hunger for God's going to change the course of your life. And I think that's so good, that idea that hunger for God is also going to create a hunger to see other people hunger for God. Come on. So let's talk for a second, what are some ways that we can develop a desire, a longing for God? Obviously, there's offense and defense, right? And so let's start with some defense. You know, I would say, hey, 
Think about what you're giving your attention to. Think about what you're giving your time to. And I would encourage you, where you're filling your life with junk, you know, and just unnecessary, I don't know, information or entertainment that is drawing you away from the Lord and it's killing your desire for God. Ooh, kill that thing. Get it out of your life. What matters more than the day? What matters more than God? And what matters more than your desire for God? Kick that junk out of your life. My friend, I just encourage you, like Hebrews 12 says, you know, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. My brother, my sister, let's stop deliberately sinning. Come on. We can, we can with Christ's help, we can stop that. I want to encourage you. What are passion for God killers in your life? What are desire for God killers in your life? And you know, sometimes, obviously, let's get rid of the things that are actively killing our desire for God. But there are some things that are just like, okay, they're not sins, but they're taking up time and attention that really isn't productive towards what's going to matter on the day. Could you trim those? Maybe get rid of some of them and start pursuing the Lord and start pursuing his word and start pursuing prayer and and what are you giving your attention give your, then offense right give your attention to him you know I texted a student I'm gonna name him Nathan Castaneda he's such an inspiration he's he's so hungry for the Lord and I thought of him and I texted him I said Nathan tell me your thoughts on getting hungry for God because <laughs> you're a hungry for God man and he talked about how he's so passionate about growing his hunger for God. He tries to spend more time with the Lord <laughs> than he does, you know, doing other things or like other forms of, you know, entertainment or these other things. So, you know, we're all in different seasons. And so sometimes that doesn't exactly work out. And that's not, you know, a sin or something like that. But I'm just inspired by Nathan's passion. He's like, hey, if I go running for an hour, I want to spend, I want to spend time in the word and in prayer and sending people Bible verses and encouragements for more than an hour. I was like, whoa, let's go, Nathan. That's so inspiring. Like, let's give our attention to God. I, you know, as I'm, as I'm discipling students, maybe something will stick out here, but like, here are some things that help us grow in God, right? The Bible, come on. We got to tie ourselves to the mast of God's word. The Bible, prayer, church, worship, you know, being intentional about our influences. What's influencing us? Oh, Christian. Or or if you're not a Christian, what's influencing your life? What are you letting influence your life? L- choose to make the things that are influencing your life be things that are influencing you toward being ready for the day of Jesus's return. Come on. What are what's influencing your life? Man, take some risks for God. That'll jumpstart your desire for God if you actually need him, <laughs> which you do, but especially when you actually start taking risks for God, you're going to you're going to sense more of a desire for him. What else? How do we how do we grow in this desire, this longing for God? Oh, give your obedience to him. When you choose him above above other things, your desire for God will grow. I love that quote, you know, where the fi- where the where the uh sacrifices the fire falls right fire falls on the sacrifice right so when we 
when we choose to sacrifice and be obedient to Jesus, even when we sometimes don't desire to do that or feel like it, that's going to grow our desire for him. Come on, that's encouraging me right now. I want to encourage you. You know, I with this quote, my friend William McLeod um, taught me this quote. How do you grow your faith? Grow in the knowledge of the object of your faith. Ooh, I think I've said this already, but come on, it's just so good. And and so hunger for God, desire for God, grow in your knowledge of God. That I heard that said just recently too, that like, it's one thing to be told like, hey, do this, do that, do this, do that. And those things are important. We need good teaching on right conduct and saying no to evil and to sin. But really we need to just behold God and his majesty and his glory and how amazing he is, his character, his nature. Let's, let's, let's learn who he is, how through his word and through people who know him and through prayer. Let's, let's behold God. And when we behold him and when we see him for who he really is, oh man, he's so precious. He's so desirable. He is He is the supreme treasure of the universe. And he's not just a thing. He's a person. What? That we'll get to know deeper and 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 deeper into all eternity for those who repent of their sin and and turn to Christ. What else is a way to grow your desire for God? I prayed this. I prayed this today. God, please. And thank you for doing this. But Lord, please get me around people that are hungrier than me. Whoo! Get me around. Like, surround yourself with people that are have more desire for God than you. Just break into that friend group. <laughs> like, just be like, "Hey, I see you. I see your desire for God. I need to get time around you. you." If they don't have time for you, then then somehow learn from them. Right? There's a there's a guy that I just like look up to and respect a ton, and. He doesn't have time for me. That's okay. He's got a podcast. You know, he's got f- ways that I can I can get what's in his heart. <laughs> and that's okay. And and I and I'm so thankful for that. And uh so pray and say God, would you get me around people that are hungrier than me? Get around me. Surround yourself with people that are hungry for God. I love this quote. I don't think I've said it yet. But you know, in the physical, we eat and then we're full. In the spiritual, we eat and we get more hungry. It's this crazy thing. And I think my Uncle Dale said it recently, maybe even on the podcast. But on one hand, when we eat of God, when we when we spend time with Him, when we obey Him, when we worship Him, when we experience Him, we get satisfied, but we also get more hungry at the same time. So it's like, again, it's back to that great cycle where when we just, when we choose and we need to pray, God, put in me a desire, put in me a desire, please, God, give me a desire for you. Give me a hunger for you that I would obey you, that I would give you glory with my life. But as we, as we desire God more, we're going to do things that actually make us grow in God. And as we grow in God, we're going to desire him more. I, I think of Colossians 1. It's just so good. Paul's writing to the Colossians and he says, you know, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will 
through all the wisdom that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, giving joyful thanks to the Father who's qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. And it goes on, but I love that line where it says, you know, I've, I've, we're, we're praying for you constantly that you may grow, right, um, in the knowledge of God and that you would live a life pleasing to the Lord. So much comes back to hunger, comes back to our desire. So my friend, listen to this podcast. How's your desire for God? How's your desire for God? Maybe you're at a two out of 10. Maybe you're at a nine out of 10. Amazing. What are you going to do to grow your desire for God? Maybe you just need to carve out time in your schedule to be with the Lord. Maybe you need to talk to someone who's hungrier for God than you that you know has a greater desire for God and say, hey, I I listen to this podcast about desire for God. I have no idea what he's talking about. I've never experienced that. Would you just help me to, um, what, what should I do to gain some desire? Maybe, maybe you need to, you need to fast. And I would encourage you, of course, to be wise. And, you know, if you do, uh, an intense fast, seek medical, um, you know, consultation on that. But Hey, maybe you need to fast because fasting is really feasting on God. Fasting will increase your desire for the Lord. Um, what is it that you're going to do to increase your desire for God? Really, we're talking about worship here. Really, we're talking about worship. We're talking about the opposite of idolatry, right? Idolatry ultimately is worshiping anything other than God. It's the, it's the ultimate, really, source of all sin. It's like, we don't desire God. We don't, we don't give Him what He's due. Worship is is the ultimate expression of desiring God. And I'm just so thankful for Jesus's, that Jesus, you know, he endured the cross for the joy set before him. Jesus had desire. And that's something profound to think about. I'm trying to think, Lord, is there anything else that I need to say right now? I have a quote that I want to read that sure spoke to me. But if I were to sum up, you know, I'm just going to say like, what a gift God gave us desire, longing, pursuit. And he gave us that, that they, that they would be satisfied. What a good God. Desire drives us on. And we're not victims. We're not victims to lesser desires. You know, I really believe that we can take action, first and foremost through prayer, but also take actions that we would shape our desires. And we would be able to grow our desire for the living triune God revealed in the scriptures. Jesus Christ. Come on. So we're going to be driven on by the by this by our desire. Let's guide our desire to be the joy set before us, right? Which is God Himself, which is knowing Him, loving Him, being found by Him, 
worshiping him, being with him for all eternity. Basically, guys, desire for God's going to get us ready for the day. Desire for God is going to get us ready for the day when we see him face to face. And then, oh, how awesome to cultivate a hunger and a passion and a desire to see him face to face, to long for that day. And then, boom, we're going to see him. I think of that first Peter verse, though you have not seen him, you love him. One day we won't see in part, but we'll see face to face. Let's, let's learn to desire that. Let's learn to desire that. Come on. Well, I uh, want to pray for you, and then I want to share a nugget that you'll probably see coming. But um, and I'm going to flip in my Bible to be ready for the nugget really quick. But I want to pray for you, and uh, I hope you stick around for this, because it's one thing to get some information. It's another thing to receive impartation. And I believe um, by God's grace that he's filled me with some desire for God. And I recognize, I uh, trust me, friend, I recognize like there's so much more desire for God that I am, have yet to experience. Oh, there's so much more for me. <laughs> and I'm so excited to continue to pursue it. There's so much more. There's the ocean. I'm like a little snorkeler way up there, just looking down and not even be able to see the bottom. <laughs> but I'm going to get my scuba gear on. Scuba gear on. I'm going to go down there. And uh, for eternity, by God's grace, through his son, I'll get to explore the depths of God. So I just want to pray for you and bless you um, with uh, a greater desire for God. So... um Let's do it. Would you just, would you, as I pray for you, would you just um, really ask God? Would you say, God, help me to receive um, a desire for you? Would you open your heart if you're not driving? <laughs> would you even close your eyes and put your hands, you know, open palm in a way of just saying, God, I want to receive. Would you take a deep breath? So right now, Lord, I come before you as a son I come before you as 1 Peter 2.9 says, as a, a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. And Lord, right now, um, I thank you. I come into your your courts with thanksgiving, your, your gates with praise, God. I just worship you. I thank you for the person listening to this podcast, wherever they are, whatever they are experiencing right now. In the name of Jesus, I bless you with passion for Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the authority of Jesus, I bless you with hunger for God, with desire for God like you've never experienced before. Maybe you've never experienced it. I'm blessing you right now to experience it even for the first time. Maybe you feel like you're at a 9 out of 10. I bless you to experience that 10 out of 10 desire for God right now. God, I pray for this person that they would experience, Lord, the glory of God, that they would experience the power of your spirit, that they would experience, Lord Jesus, you coming to them even now. Lord, just as you 
spit on the mud and 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 rubbed it in the blind man's eyes and then they he could see god would you touch this person even now would you give them spiritual sight lord god to see what truly nourishes truly satisfies lord i i cast down lord any assignment or attack against them in jesus name lord i cast down and i i i say no to um bondage and and sins that have them entangled god and i just declare freedom and deliverance in jesus name over them lord god i pray for a hunger for god a desire for god that will change the course of their life lord any desire for god that you've given me would you give it to them and a hundredfold more i thank you for this person i bless them in jesus name Amen. Whoo. Thank you, Lord. Would you give me a greater desire for God? Um, Revelation 21 for the nugget. Verse 2. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them they'll be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the older things has passed away. What I want to say is for the nugget, you know, in desiring God, we, we are satisfied, but then we're also longing for more. Well, we're going to be satisfied in, in heaven in a way that we could never experience. But I believe that there'll still be a longing for God. <laughs> there'll still be a longing for more. And that's so exciting to me. I wanted to share, uh, I almost forgot, one last quote um, from Mr. Pastor John Piper. Um, after reading Isaiah 26, 8, um, which is your name and renown are the desire of our hearts. He writes this, nothing is more important in your life than the triumph of this desire over all other desires. If the name and fame of Jesus, the Savior, the Son of God, the King of Kings does not become your greatest desire, you will not only waste your life, you'll lose it. But if Jesus becomes your greatest desire, though it may cost you your life, you will finish the race, take many with you, and together you will enter the joy of your master forever. Woo! Oh God, thank you. Thank you for that. So blessed by that quote. Hey, thanks so much for listening into this podcast. I pray that you're equipped and inspired and encouraged and uh i'm so thankful that you would take some time to listen in would you do me a massive favor and leave a review of this podcast that will just help more people be able to find it and i pray be encouraged and equipped to live in light of the day of jesus's return so thankful for you and uh if you're listening to this thing reach out to me let me know i'd love to hear from you Um, And let me know about any topics you'd love to hear about. God bless you.